He's Pittsburgh born and we like him that way. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Cinderella boy. Yeah. On 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. As if we didn't need any more Philadelphia in our damn lives, the Steelers will be opening the preseason in the city of brotherly love against the Eagles. I wonder if Le'Veon Bell will make the play. Joining us now to discuss, not that, but Philadelphia, Tim Benz. From the trip, he never sleeps. He's the official vampire of the Crowley Show. Benzie, good day. Now, let's start with that, because that's a very easy question to answer. No, no, he will not be going to the preseason opener against Philadelphia. But it won't be because he's high in LeGarrette Blunt's car. No, unlikely. Although, if they can't make it down McKnight Road together without getting caught, could you imagine those two going down the turnpike, getting baked, you know, in and out of every tunnel to the mountains? How would that have been? Potholes, tunnels... It would take them 15 hours to get to Philadelphia. <laughs> they're, they're pulling over to Sparrow every single rest stop because they got the munchies, things like that. Yes, I could see that going tragically awry if those two ever become teammates again. Tim, I'm having Philadelphia fatigue. I'm so sick of that damn city. Nova beats my West Virginia Mountaineers. The Eagles win. I actually wanted to see the Patriots win because I don't want to see anything good ever happen to that side of the state. I get the sense that Flyers fans think they're going to beat the Penguins in this series, and I want Sidney Crosby to shove his stick up all their collective asses. Yeah, and he's still got a burr under his saddle about the Philadelphia Flyers, so he learned that early in his hockey life, and he's kept it close to the heart, and that's why we love him. Uh, so I think Flyers fans, if they want to think that, go right ahead. Uh, the Penguins have been down this road before when they lost the Bruins and got swept in the Eastern Conference Finals after beating them every game in the regular season. I don't think that's going to happen here. I like Pittsburgh in five, maybe six, uh, I, probably five. Uh, I think that they're just the better team. And, uh, you know, one reason why I'm hesitant to say a sweep or an easy five or something to that effect is the games have been close. You know, a couple of them have gone to overtime. There were pivot points in those games that could have gone either way with the advantage of the Penguins. So, I don't give it a cakewalk at him, but I do have every confidence that the Penguins will go to the second round, except, and I got really nervous when I saw this, 13 out of 14 NHL.com contributors said the Penguins will win, so now I'm scared to death that they're going to lose. Oh, son of a gun, that is not good. Yeah, now it feels like Virginia versus UMBC or something like that. It does. Every single series last year that the Penguins played in, every one of them, all four of them, John Butchagross, actually picked the other team, and the Penguins wound up winning each of those. So NHL.com, ESPN.com, I don't care. Those prognosticators like to fall by the narrative, and, well, oh no. What's a worse hashtag, Tim? Hashtag earn tomorrow, which is the Flyers, or hashtag three leave, which is the Penguins? I don't like either of them. Uh, Hashtag earn tomorrow. Who'd you have on right before I came on? Dave Isaac from the Courier Post. That was weird because as soon as he used the phrase, that sounds like that just cost a lot of money to some marketing firm out there, the words marketing firm were coming out of my mouth. I mean, like, that's the first thing I thought of as well. It was just, like, well, why do you pay somebody outside to come up with something like that? If you got something like that, 
coming out from within. Why are they bothering to be within? That that one's stupid. Uh, so I guess we'll go with free leave is better, but not good. Better, but not good. Do we need a hashtag, by the way? How about they just win the cup? How would that be? How about those three little cup emojis? Would that work? It's not bad. Uh, it's better than what they come up with. It's better than everything else that we've seen in the league this hey, year. Why, why does everything Penguin-related have to be so cutesy and fun and a hashtag and cuddly and let's bring everybody together? It's like, Go and watch the game and root for them to win. You know, that's, that's the difference, I think, sometimes between my affinity for football fans in Pittsburgh and hockey fans in Pittsburgh. It's, like, it's about us in the Internet community. No, no, it's not. It's about the game. Watch the game. I don't care about the big screen. I don't care about... Who's wearing what outfit on the couch outside for game one? I just want to see them beat the Flyers. That's all I want, and I really don't care how everybody comes together. Hashtag Pens and Five? That'll work, too. Tim Benz joining us from the trip here on the Crowley Show. Uh, you wrote about the legacy of Crosby and Malkin. Uh, I'm a big believer in their legacies having already been cemented. They're both Hall of Fame players. Crosby's a top-five player of all time. I think getting anything else would be gravy. That doesn't mean I don't want to see it happen, but... I think, to me, that no one can question anything these guys do from here on out. Well, I think we passed that a long time ago. The point of the column that I put up today um, at Breakfast with Ben's was to say that those two together are the best duo that we've ever seen in Pittsburgh sports. Oh, that was today. Yeah, that was today. Yeah, so uh, I guess you didn't read it, even though I read your salty, bitter, anti-Philadelphia column and and gave you mad props for it online. So I I don't get the return of favor here. Is that what you're telling me? I did read it. It was at 6.30 this morning, so forgive me. No, it's all right. Um, Yeah, the the premise Wait a second. See, I did read it because Bob Nutting and Neil Huntington are the greatest duo in Pittsburgh sports history. Oh, right, yeah. That was one nomination, which... I counted twice because I, I appreciate fantastic sarcasm when I see it. That was a Twitter nomination. So whichever Twitter follower gave me that deserved the props of having that count twice, uh, which was almost as much as Stargell Parker got <laughs> for their votes, which I don't think is fair. I mean, I don't know. People, some people were mad at me that I should have said Stargell and Clemente instead of Stargell and Parker. But you kind of think of Clemente as his own guy, don't you, more? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so do I. But I think Sid, Sid and Gino have surpassed Mario and Yager as a tandem. I mean, Mario and Yager both did. They're probably both better talents than the other two, just talented players. <laughs> but Mario had six 100-point seasons before Yager came along. And Yager only had six, 600 of his 1,900 points with Mario in seasons with Mario. So, um, you know, I, I think that as a tandem, you count the extra cup final, the Three cups as opposed to two, so two extra cup finals, actually. Uh, I think it's Sid and Gino who have been the best tandem in all of Pittsburgh sports history, collectively, together. Twelve years in a row together, every year going to the playoffs. Close second, Tim Benz and Bob McLaughlin? Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. Now, you, are we counting you and Brian as a duo, or does Tom get in there as a trio now? Oh, it's a, it's a menage a trois. It's a menage a trois, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not something you probably want to say too loudly after your. Is this the second shirtless video we've seen in a row now from you two? Have we stumbled onto a theme? This is the second. Yes. Yeah, I was I mean, shirtless. It was Tom's shirt last time, right? Yes. Tom was shirtless. We also all stood there in diapers, so the three of us were shirtless. You got to be next. No, uh, wake me up when KDO gets involved, and maybe we'll be onto something. I knew that was coming at some point. Katie said that. We, of course, got a bunch of views on the diaper one, and I said, Katie, had you put the diaper on, then, well, oh my God, it would have been 15,000 views.
Yeah, that's a special kind of subcategory on browsers last time I checked, but I haven't been there for a while. Hashtag Radio Chicks and Diapers. Tim Ben's joining me here uh, on the Crowley Show. What are you, John Oliver now? You just spit out hashtag and hope they catch on (laughs) so you can get retweets? Is that how this is working? Yeah, I mean, that's the game, Benzie. I should make every one of my blog posts a hashtag. I am salty about Philadelphia. That's the most grown-ass, old-ass, crotchety old man thing I've ever written, I think. It is. I mean, it was it was a pander to the injures, but that's all right. It was. That it's exactly that. I'm not I'm not above that. I would admit that I, I pandered to the younger Yenzers with the Crosby Malkin thing today. I probably pissed off some older Yenzers that how come you don't have him and Lambert there together? Okay. All right. But you know, um you gotta do that sometimes, Adam. You gotta that's how you stay alive in this business. Josh Fogg and Humberto Cota? Somebody else gave me a good one. So was it Kevin Polkovich and uh, and uh, what was his name again? Ed Nunez at second base. Yeah, that's Abraham. Yeah, Abraham. I don't even. Know We're going back overlap. to the first testament, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if they overlap, but I, I kind of like that notion. Yeah, Pokey Reese and Jack Wilson, maybe. Oh, that was good. Pokey Reese by far had the best pirate bobblehead doll ever. I still have it, dude. Yeah, where it was kind of like uh, what do you call those things? The elves, the elves that had the funny hair. Yeah, uh, that's racist, Tim. Please. No, it's not. The elf's hair uh, is purple. But I mean, that, that's, come on, that's how you remember the Pokey <laughs> Reese. Yet they ripped off the elf and they gave him a big poofy afro. That's why it was the best bobblehead ever. That and the Gorzolani one where he's had his middle finger out. Yeah, Gorzo had the middle finger. They also did the fire and ice, I believe. It was Mike Gonzalez and it was Oliver Perez. And then both players were traded like the next week. Yeah, or is that the Triple D, the Domit, Duke? <sighs> And um, who was the other one? Dolmet Duke and Duffy. Duffy, yeah, that's right, Duffy. Yeah, and I think the day they gave it out, Duke didn't pitch, and the other two were either traded or on IR. <laughs> well, didn't Duffy get assigned to the minors and just never show up? Yeah, I don't know where he went. I, I don't know what happened to him. Remember, like the funny thing about Duffy was he came up, he had that really good end to a meaningless stretch of one season, and then in spring training. They tried to teach him how to run. Remember that? Like, for whatever reason, the fast guy that was getting on base and stealing bases, they thought wasn't running well enough. So they retrained him how to run, and then he kept pulling his groins and hamstrings. I've decided, Tim, that I'm happy that the Pirates are doing well, and I'm going to enjoy every second that they are until they blow up and suck again. I'm not going to lie. Um, I wouldn't be paying attention if they were 2-8 and eight or 8-2 eight and two at this point. Like, I, I keep an eye on it. You know, Tyone interests me. Uh, maybe when good teams come to PNC Park, I'll be interested. But there's bigger fish to fry right now. There's a Stanley Cup three-peat happening. There's a draft that's happening. Uh, there's major movement involving superstar Pittsburgh Steeler players that could be happening. Uh, this is the ripple effect of – this is the die that was cast this offseason. So sorry if I don't pay all that much attention until everything else is done. And then I see what you're doing, how far in the first place you are, and then how quickly you – move these guys if you're not far enough along and you end up having a crappy August and September. I just, I've seen the pattern too often to get into it too much, Adam. I, you know, good for them, bully for them to be winning and playing as well as they are. They're off to a great start and they deserve applause, but uh, I just can't divert my attention all that much to them. Do the Pirates have a better chance of making the second wild card than the Penguins do of three-peating? No. No, they do not. You are correct in that assessment, I think. I thought that was a really good question until it came out of my mouth, and then I realized that's a slam dunk. Benzie's going to hop on the back of some other short Syracuse guy and throw that one home.
Well, think about it because they the Penguins need 16 wins and they can lose as many as what three times 12. 12. Yeah, so they can go four games above 500 and be three-peat champions. Penguins are plenty capable of doing that against whoever they play. Uh, the Pirates are also plenty capable of tanking after an eight and two start. Now, I will say this. I will say this. What if the National League is every bit as bad as the American League last year as the Twins got in with 85 wins? Is that a possibility? I think that they can flirt with that based on the start. I thought that this was a team that would be hovering around 500 for a while. If they can get out in front big time in April, if they can take advantage of this awful schedule and then play decent ball the rest of the way, I think they could get to around 85. Uh, that's an absolute best-case scenario, yes. and we, as we know, and we do know this, for them to be that good at the end of the season, they need to be more than just a couple games. Like So 85 is what? How many games above 500 then? Four games above 500? Sure. If they're, four, if they're only four games above 500 at the deadline, they'll trade guys off. So they got to be like 10 to 15 games above 500 to make sure that they don't have guys dealt underneath their, uh, underneath their winning streak. You know what I mean? Like, Whatever you forecast of them being good enough to not just try to add to help themselves down the stretch, you've got to prevent them from trading guys away, too. Tim, if you're the Flyers, do you match up Couturier with Crosby's line? Who do you use to check Malkin? Because if Crosby's line winds up playing against Giroux's line and they're even, series is done. Yeah, it looked like the, everything I read coming out from Philadelphia was suggesting that Patrick's line was going to be the line that was going to do that. Uh, that they thought that in the games against Pittsburgh this year, that Patrick's line actually performed the best against Mulligan, and they kind of want to give that matchup a whirl. So if that's the case, then I guess Couturier goes up against Sid's line, and you know we all saw what Sid did to him last time out where he rode him backwards into a goal. So, um, yeah, I... I I think this, in the end, if that's what they try to do, I bet you in the end we'll be talking about how, in both cases, the Penguins had the better end of both mashups. Should Penguins fans be rooting for Columbus or Washington to win that series? Columbus. I think Washington's a better team, and eventually they're going to beat Pittsburgh in a postseason series of consequence. <laughs> so I guess they're all consequence. But, yeah, I, I think that um, you're you're really – you're trying to rationalize things too much on the past if you're telling me that the best option is for the better team to win when you also look at the lesser team and see all the very much the same flaws as to why you keep beating Washington. They're more present in Columbus, and Columbus just isn't as good. I'll agree with all that. We're agreeing with too much today, Tim. Give well, me another two. so much sound sense and logic. I mean, I can give you a phony hot take for the sake of giving you a phony hot take that makes no sense if you prefer. Yes. Like, you know, kind of like we could we could do like a Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman thing here. Why don't you ask me about Le'Veon Bell, and I'll tell you he's worth $17.5 million like Max Kellerman just did. How about that? When did that happen? Today? No, that happened a couple days ago. Uh. I double-checked on that, but I'm pretty sure he was one of the, one of the two of them said, yeah, he's, he's right to be making the statement that he's making because he's underpaid. But I, I don't think that equates to you go out and you get $17 million to be a running back after so much wear and tear on your body. There's, there's a big gap there. Why does Max Kellerman have two different color beards? Does he? He does. I haven't noticed that. Is that a thing on the internet I should be aware of? No, just observation. One side of his beard's white, the other side of it is brownish red. It's bizarre. That is bizarre. 
Now, I know that when my beard grows out, I've got like a gray patch on the left side. Is that kind of what you're seeing? Is it just sort of gray as opposed to being, you know, as opposed to being like a lighter tone of hair per se? I think he's got a disease. I don't know what the disease is. I probably shouldn't be talking about it. Whatever it is, it's gotten to his brain if he thinks the Steelers are going to give Le'Veon Bell $17.5 million per year over an extended contract. I've got two beards in my life, the one that's on my face and my wife. Uh, that's that's a good pun, and it's also painfully accurate based on some of the videos I've seen you released in recent days. <laughs> Tim, as long as you earn it, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, well, wait, well, why, why would you talk to me tomorrow and how do I earn it? Well, hashtag earn tomorrow, and I thought we were friends. I was just going to call you, but I guess that's out. Oh, oh, okay, you can call me. I was just like, wait, what, what did I commit to that I've forgotten about already? Is there another great Pittsburgh sports debate or something I'm blanking on? No, we're good. All right, thanks, Adam. Wait, one more thing. Oh, yeah. Dejan blocked me on Twitter. I thought that happened a long time ago. Oh. See you, Tim. All right, bye now. Just bring that up randomly? Well, Tim's got insight. He worked with them. You think DK's like throwing down some smack on you or something? I have no idea what happened. I blacked that guy because he uh, he did something stupid on his air. Tommy there wants us to wrap the show up. I think he wants us to hit at the end of the music. Oh, okay. The flowers are blooming. Birds are chirping. Everybody everywhere has a little more pep in their step. It's warming up. And there's work to be done. So come on, people, hop to. There's no time like springtime to stop into 84 Lumber to get everything you need to build that new deck or gazebo. Start now, and you'll be able to enjoy your new project all summer long. Visit 84lumber.com to find a store near you. Nunez, huh? Abraham? We're going that long ago? What is this, the Old Testament? No! Don't steal my joke, Tom! Don't steal my joke! Just one up. Mm. Penn's Flyers tonight at 7. You can hear it here on ESPN Pittsburgh. We'll have all the games throughout the Penguins Cup run this year uh, on the home of the Penguins, ESPN mm. Pittsburgh. Skirt, skirt. Penn's are going to need some luck to win the Stanley Cup this year. Are they the best team in hockey? Uh. No. Do they have the best roster in hockey? Uh. <gasps> Maybe. And I just don't know how quickly they can flip that switch. Maybe they don't have to flip it that quickly, though, against Philadelphia. Yep. Mm. Maybe just play well enough to beat Philly. Yep. And hope your game improves along the way. And then you get Columbus in the second round, maybe. Uh. And you're feeling pretty good about that. And then who knows what comes out of the Metropolitan Division. Maybe it's New Jersey. And yeah, they've had the Penguins number this year, but you'd take that, right? They can beat Tampa. They can beat Boston. Hell, we had a Bruins dude on in the 5 o'clock hour. He didn't have much faith in the Bruins. He thinks they could win it all. He thinks they could lose in the first round. That's not a lot of faith. I don't think the Penguins are going to lose in the first round. I do think the Penguins can win the Cup. So if we're scoring at home, 
Tom, your microphone's still on. <laughs> I don't think Tom knew. He did not know. He had no idea. He's that looking was at real me. Dangerous. That was. He's got Kellen in the background there. He's, he was about to like tell some dirty jokes, lay uh, some f bombs. Jeez. I'm getting the game. That buddy. was dangerous right there. That was a little. <laughs> that was a little scary. Tom's not going to be able to earn tomorrow. <laughs> he can get fired today. The Penguins will need luck to win the cup, though. It's something that any championship team needs. Think about the Steelers in 2005. Jerome Bettis fumbled the damn ball at the end of the game, and Vander Joke missed the kick left. He makes that kick. You go to OT. The way Peyton Manning that offense had turned around, they're losing that game. Hell, the game before that, if Carson Palmer's knee doesn't explode to a thousand pieces, they'd probably lose that one. Denver, they were fine. Seattle, they were fine. You fast forward, though, to 2008, and you've got James Harrison, one of the five slowest players on the field, picking off Kurt Warner and taking it all the way back for a touchdown. If they score there, the Cardinals, they probably win the Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger threw a ball through the hands of Santonio Holmes on the play just before he made his signature moment. And if it had happened again, they don't win that game. Now, a lot of that has to do with talent. But there's a lot of luck involved if you want to win a championship at any point, at any level, in any sport. The 2009 Penguins were great. They won the Cup. They were one of the best teams in hockey all season long. Had Crosby been healthy all season long, perhaps they're playing the series against Washington at home instead of having to play Game 7 on the road. Not that it mattered, but the Penguins were really good. Twice they battled back from down in series, and they eventually won the Cup. Last year's Penguins, they battled the odds. No one thought they could do it. They're like Heinz Ward. Last year's Penguins, or two years ago the Penguins, they were left in the water. They were like ducks on the pond. A lot of stuff going on underneath. No idea what was happening on top. Right, Tom? (laughs) History lesson, Tom. In 2009, the Penguins were down 3 to nothing in Game 6 against the Flyers. Most teams lose. Penguins had heart. They had guile. But they also had Mark Eaton, the guy who would scored 24 career goals in 650 games. He put the puck in the back of the net. Luck matters. In the Cap Series, the Penguins were down 2 nothing after the first two games in Washington. Pens won Game 3 in overtime when a Chris Letang shot ricocheted into the back of the net. Penguins won Game 5 in overtime when a Malkin pass careened off of a stick on a two-on-one with Sidney Crosby. A couple of bounces, or hell, maybe even one bounce the other way, and the Penguins would not have beaten the Caps. In the Cup Final, the Penguins were down 2 to nothing after the first couple of games at the Joe. Had the Wings been able to win one of those next two, the series would have been over, and they had chances to win each of those games. They also hit a pipe that would have tied Game 7. Crosby was hurt. Would they have won the Penguins? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Marc-Andre Fleury also had to dive to his right to make the save of his career as time wound down. Sometimes you make your own luck. He did. Other times, you get a little help from the hockey gods. In 2016, when the Penguins were trying to close out the Capitals, they shot the puck over the glass a hundred damn times. That's bad luck. But they won the game in overtime. Had they lost, they'd have lost the series. They were down three games to two against the Lightning, and Jonathan Druin sent all the Tampa Bay faithful into a frenzy. But he was ruled off sides after a review. That was good fortune for the Penguins. 
Brian Rust somehow found a way to poke the puck through Andre Vasilevsky in Game 7 for the game winner. I still don't know how that got in. Luck, though, I think. Hockey gods, smiling. Hell, last year the Penguins got out-chanced and out by every team they played save Ottawa, and goaltending saved the bacon. Marc-Andre Fleury's stick stopped Alexander Ovechkin. Bad luck for Ovi, good luck for Marc-Andre, and then he got to wax the thing afterwards. Timely goals sure did help last year. Timely reviews, too. The Preds scored the first goal of the Cup Final. People forget this. Pico Subban netted one, and then upon review, the goal was called back. That's luck. Penguins didn't have a shot for 37 straight minutes in Game 2. They still won. Hockey is weird. The hockey gods giveth. The hockey gods taketh away. For the Penguins to do it again? They'll need some help, because every team that wins it does. Couple of final scores from today's slate of action in Major League Baseball. The White Sox covered up the stench of the Rays and beat them 2-1 to one on the south side. The Mariners sailed away from the Royals 4-2. to two. And finally, the Twins beat the Astros 9-8. I haven't seen twins with this bad a case of the runs since that episode of Full House when Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen had laxatives slipped into their chocolate milk by Uncle Jesse. Crazy episode that was. I believe it was season four, episode six or seven. I love that show. That house was full. That joke, that show wasn't named like that for a reason. I'll tell you what, they had Uncle Joey in the basement. He was playing with puppets all day long. They had that dog, Astro, or Comet, or whatever space name it had. <laughs> they had a bunch of little kids, run racks, running around. I don't know what a run rack is, but these Bud Lights sure do taste good. I'm going to have to go now, Adam, because I'm running out of steam here. Back to you. Luckily, having cojones plays in the luck a little bit, too. Malkin's a Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Crosby's won it back-to-back years. Murray has a career 928 save percentage in the playoffs. Mr. Elimination Game is what they call Brian Rust. Kessel's got 45 points in 49 games. Dumoulin and Latang have scored huge goals in the Cup Final Elimination Games. Hornquist ended the Preds last year. Gensel was the league's leading goal scorer in the playoffs. Luck will take you far. But you gots to have gamers, too. And the Penguins have that. They've got balls. They've got it. It's one of my least favorite phrases in sports, the it factor. But they've got it. They've shown it enough. They've got talent. They've raised their game the last two years. Penguins in five. I said it earlier in the week in my blog. The Flyers' goaltending is bad. Their penalty kill is bad. 29th in the National Hockey League. Their power play is average. Their defense, apart from the top pair, is not very good. They've got two rookies on their second line. They were 42-40 and 40 in the regular season. They've got some dudes who will make things difficult. Claude Giroux, Couturier, Nolan Patrick's okay. Provorov, when he's not tampering in United States elections, can put the puck in the back of the net. They've got some guys. But when you boil it all down, they're not a good hockey club. They're average at best. The Penguins are defending the cup now going on three years. 
It's been 700 days that the Penguins have been damn Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> you think that team's going to take it from them? You think the Flyers, the 42-win Flyers, you think that team's going to put a stop to these Pittsburgh Penguins and their dynasty? No, 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 no. Not going to happen. Nick Foles ain't playing goalie, Philadelphia. It's done. Up next, the hottest take of the day. Other crap. The three stars of the show and a nice little parting shot to Philadelphia. ESPN Pittsburgh. As a small business owner, you're juggling it all, including customers' calls from your personal phone. But with Grasshopper, you get a business phone number and a business phone system from our mobile app so you can work smarter, not harder. Grasshopper forwards calls, texts, even transcribes voicemails. Everything you need to simplify your business and stay responsive. With Grasshopper, there's no long-term contracts and customer support is 24-7. Whether you're starting or growing your business, Grasshopper is the answer. Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com slash radio. What was the woman's name who was married to Uncle Jesse? Oh, the hot chick. She was smoking hot. Yeah. Um, I don't only know Aunt her something. Her. Aunt hot chick? Aunt Lee? I don't know. I don't know what it was. Tom, see if you can find the full house theme. Oh, no. Get that at some point. Maybe under the hottest take of the day. We're going to need that. Braden tweets, you're thinking of Aunt Becky. Until Tom is Harry Carey's the best and she get all the stars. I don't know what you're talking about. Harry Carey is Harry Carey. Yeah, two different people. Yeah, Tom is Tom. Tom's a character on the show. Harry Carey's a character on the show. Brian's a character on the show. Harry Carey and Tom are not the same person. People. It's not like Finkel and Einhorn. Crazy to even suggest that. That is ridiculous! And I will not allow it! Stay out of my mentions, Brayden! Hashtag three, leave, baby. And the Flyers got their hashtag too, which is hashtag wake up tomorrow. It's earn, earn tomorrow. Oh, okay. It's just as freaking stupid. <laughs> What are some of the other ones you were able to find? Oh, man, it's it's like a big, stupid show out there. It's crazy. These hashtags are just ridiculous. Okay, capitals, hashtag all caps. See what they did there? Like all caps is like on the keyboard. And like, but Adam, with a clever twist, when they do the hashtag, they do it in all caps. They're real. That's awful. Clever. So bad. They pay people to do these things. So bad. So uh, Winnipeg not coming out too great. WPG whiteout. Not original at all. But at least it doesn't dip its toe into stupid like the rest of them. At least they didn't hire somebody to come up with their awful hashtag. because somebody could have just come up with that for free. So here's another one. Minnesota Wild. This will only work uh, at, at roughly half their games. Hashtag our ice. No, that's bad. So does that mean on the road it's hashtag their ice? That's awful. No one came up with that that is not within the organization, though, so at least I'll allow it. Look at this one. This creativity abound right here. The Ducks, Anaheim, hashtag let's go Ducks. See, I'd rather that. I would rather have that. Uh, so L.A. keeping with that. Go Kings, go. They added that's a fine. Go. They added a go to the back of it. So they don't want you to go once. They want you to go twice. Jeez.
and uh, the Avalanche did the same thing. Go Avs, go. Then Lightning has go Bolts. Uh, Sharks getting a little interesting. Hashtag Duck Hunt because they're playing the Ducks. That's the best one I've seen that so makes far. Makes sense. Here's my favorite though: Golden Knights. And I don't want to give the Golden Knights any love. They got our goalie. Oh, look at them! Aren't they cute? First time ever. Oh, look! It's it, yeah. They're they might even win it in the first time. Eh. I don't want to give them any credit, but I'm going to here because their hashtag is hashtag Night Up. It's like nut up. But That's good. Night up. I like that one. It's They're got on swagger. point with their social it's media. Got swagger. It's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> day, day, day. <laughs> oh, baby. Well, yeah. Whatever happened to predictability, the milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. I can't get it. Can't match it up. That's okay. They ain't get the chorus, though. But we're not there yet. Cheesiest theme song that there's ever been? It's a, Yeah, well, every, che- every uh, theme song is cheesy yeah. by nature. It's a good one, though. Good cheese. Everywhere you look, oh, there you everywhere go. you go, oh, and to hold on to, everywhere you look, everywhere you go, somebody who needs you. Tonight, the Penguins begin their title defense. If they win the cup for the third straight season, they'll become one of the greatest hockey dynasties of all time. If they lose, at least they've had the last two years. The Flyers seem to think differently. Radko Gudis, bad hockey player, said, quote, they won back-to-back championships. So I think there's more pressure on them than us, end quote. You're wrong. There shouldn't be any pressure on the Penguins at all. If they win, they'll be the first team to win the Cup three straight seasons since the Islanders did it in the early 1980s. That would add to the legacies of Crosby and Malkin. But Crosby and Malkin are already surefire Hall of Famers. Their legacies are already cemented. If the Penguins lose, yeah. It'll suck. They'll have lost to the Flyers. That always sucks. But you can't win every year. Not even Gretzky or Lemieux's teams were able to do that. So it's possible, maybe it's even likely, that the Penguins won't win it at all. If that's the case, Penguins fans need to deal with it rationally. Mike Sullivan's yet to lose a playoff series as Penn's coach. Sidney Crosby's won the Smythe Trophy in back-to-back years. Phil Kessel scored 45 points in 49 playoff games while wearing the black and gold. Matt Murray won the Cup twice! Two times as a rookie. These Penguins have bought themselves the benefit of the doubt. I want them to win it all. Part of me thinks that they'll do it. But even if they don't, this group has given us so much already. The pressure should be off. Woo! Other crap. Felipe Rivero has changed his name to Felipe Vazquez to honor his sister. That's creepy, right? Woo! Other crap. I'm going to change my name to my sister's surname. You can now refer to me as Adam Crowley. Woo! Other crap. Do you think that Hurdle can use Rivero in the eighth and Vasquez in the ninth? Woo! Other crap. 
Richie Incognito is retiring. He says the stress of football is killing him. Sure, I can imagine. A lot of anguish he must feel having to hold all that racism inside. Woo! Other crap. Josh Rosen says he's the best quarterback in the draft. He's right. So the Browns will draft Josh Allen. Woo! Other crap. Kansas basketball was named in the latest report coming out about the bribery case. How the hell is Bill going to look at himself in the mirror? Woo! Other crap. Ned Yost was unaware that his pitcher was in the middle of a no-hitter when he took him out of a game. Woo! Other crap. Grubauer is going to start for the Capitals in Game 1 against the Jackets. I'm cool with it, just as long as he knows the rules that he's only allowed to win one series. Woo! Other crap. Should we call that the winner of this series will lose to the Penguins series? Brought to you by Bud Light. A beer you can count on. Other crap. Huge breakthrough. Scientists say they have identified the gene that is the primary risk for developing Alzheimer's disease. They also found a way to correct it. Hopefully they don't forget. Other crap. Robert Kraft visited Meek Mill in prison. He said, whatever you need. It's a song. Other crap. The Golf Channel will be airing multiple Stanley Cup playoff game fours. Remarkable what the return of Tigers meant to that sport. Other crap. Pitt basketball has not won a conference game in 407 days. It's a long-ass time. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show. It's been a long time coming. Brian LaMartina. Breaker, breaker, one, nine. Keep your eyes out for a Kojak with a Kodak. Snapping portraits by the dildo dealer on McKnight Road. Pull that pole back and keep it in the granny hell, or else you'll be paying that troll toll. Fabulous job by me. Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Tim Benz. Uh, so I guess we'll go with free leave. It's better, but not good. Better, but not good. Do we need a hashtag, by the way? How about they just win the cup? How would that be? How about those three little cup emojis? Would that work? First star. And tonight's first star of the show. It feels so good to see this man break out of an epic slump. Adam Crowley! Yeah! Are we going to earn tomorrow? (laughs) Uh, We got to earn tomorrow. That's French. (laughs) That's your French. Yes. We and me, 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 woo, poo, poo. Very good French. I agree. That's very, very that good was excellent. French. Let me hear some more, please. More French? Yeah. So good. I, I could do Radko Gudis. Yeah. <laughs> the Flyers going to win. We are going to earn tomorrow. Spot on. That is Radko Gudis to a T right there. Man, I couldn't tell the difference. That is unbelievable stuff. It's like, when did we have him on? Who knew that I'd have to go French to bust this slump? <laughs> wow. I thought that my career was toast. 
Am I back? Am I back in this slump? The French toast joke not good for you? Braden tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. I will not stay out of your mentions. I'll slide in your DMs if I damn well please. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? The Penguins are going to come out looking like champs tonight. They played out of their minds at home all year long. Crosby and Malkin, they want to repeat again. It's another chapter to their legacy. Flyers will win one. One game this series. It ain't going to happen tonight. I expect the Penguins to outclass these bitches. Penguins in five. Tomorrow we break down game one. Eat a fat one, Philly. Could you say that in French, please?